Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Grilled Cheese and Rosé. I have with me a special, special guest, super excited. I always say that, super excited about <laughs> a new episode, but this <laughs> one I really am excited about. Um, I have special guest, guest with me, Stephanie, um, self-love and mindset coach. Yes. Hello. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm honored to be here. Yes. Thank you. Um, I've been following, I was actually just telling her moments ago, I've been following her for a while and you guys will get her social media and all of that good stuff at the end, but definitely go follow, definitely check her out. She's amazing, but I love the sexiness on her page. I was telling her, (laughs) um, that you can really tell that she lives what she teaches and what she shares, um, with her community. So we're going to oh, bless you. Oh, thank, thank you. So we're going to chat a little bit about, um, you know, discovering how valuable, how valuable you are. It's really important. You know, guys, I'm always talking to you about, um, you know, discovering the different aspects of life and how some sometimes, you know, one aspect over here, financial family can affect your business or it can affect, you know, just the way you see yourself. And so we're going to talk about the journey to self-love and what that looks like. Her specialty is mm-hmm. self-love and mindset. And I would first love for you to share with them just your story. I've definitely read about your story and I, which I love and, you know, your weight loss journey, your journey to self-love and just, I would love for you to share that with them first. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks again so much for having me on. I just love what you're doing and I love that there's so much amazing opportunity with technology for us to all be able to share and help people out and just serve. So thank you for that. Um, yeah, self-love is literally like my drug (laughs) is what is what I'm all about. Um, and it used to not be, it used to be in a space where I lacked so much self-love and I constantly self-sabotaged and I constantly broke promises to myself. I constantly pushed away things that were good for me out of not feeling like I was worthy or that I deserved it. And I was always chasing this ever this ever moving target of trying to be like I was enough and trying to feel like I was finally worth something. And then I was able to really look inside and get to know who I truly am and who I want to be. And that was where I found my self-worth. And it ultimately comes down to being able to be disciplined and be able to keep promises to yourself and being able just to be aware and like ask yourself really hard questions. And what that looked like for me, it started in, in part of my weight loss journey was being able to keep a promise to me. I used to be like a terrible binge eater. And, you know, if I was feeling like rejected or I felt like unworthy or I was having a tough day, I turned to food rather than actually sitting in my pain and sitting in the emotion and allowing that emotion to come up for me. And the way I describe it is like, when you cut off one emotion, you're really cutting off all of your emotions. It's kind of like a hose, you know, like, you know, if you like us, like kink a hose, and then if you unkink it all, like it's just a flood of water. Um, It's the same kind of thing. Like if you try to turn off one emotion, like anger or sadness or guilt or shame, you're really, you can't just turn off that one emotion. You end up numbing everything that's happening for you and that's good and bad. And so I had had to really unkink that hose. And when I did, like, it was just a flood of emotions and I didn't really know how to handle it. And so that was what I had to start to dive into is like, what am I actually feeling? And are these feelings real for me? And I need to sit in this moment, sit into this pain, sit into this sting and actually like be here, be present with it. And that way I can move on from it rather than numbing it and trying to distract it and just keep kinking the hose. Because every time I do that, I just keep self-sabotaging and I keep turning to something else to numb that pain because eventually the hose tries to unkink itself, you know? And when I was able to do that, I was really able to find my own self-worth and I was able to recognize like, 
what these limiting beliefs were that I had around who I was and what I thought I had to be or, you know, and my journey kind of started with that after I became a mom. Like, and I think that's real for any moms. We were just talking about motherhood <laughs> yeah. too, but it's just like, you know, being a mom is like this whole identity shift and it's this whole change. And I gained all this weight after I got pregnant and I thought it would just go away and it totally didn't. And that created this like internal dialogue within my mind of how I felt like so unworthy. I hated my body. I hated myself. I ended up hating like everything about my life when I was supposed to be in this amazing, beautiful time in my life. And so that started me into the journey of self-love and self-discovery because I didn't want to be in that space when I'm a mom. And like, I, I have two little girls and I wanted them to never feel how I felt in that moment about myself and my body. And it started for me trying to like accept my body. And what ended up happening is I started to accept everything about me. And I healed from like my past of being raped, of using drugs, of using alcohol, of just like all these different ways I self-sabotage, shopping, food. And it just like was this ever ending cycle. And when I was able to stop the cycle and then I was able to see like how I could love myself and accept myself and find worth in myself. Yeah. Like, look, Stephanie, you said a whole lot. <laughs> I know. And I know. No. I'm like, I got to pause for a second. I just out way too much. I, no, I- no, no. <laughs> it was so good. I'm sitting here like pulling out certain like things that I want to kind of take a little road down. And I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah. there's so much that we could touch on. Um, first I have to completely agree with the motherhood. You know, I became a mom at 18. And so yeah. that's like, you're already learning yourself as it is because you're young. Oh, totally. And then now you have to be responsible for, um, teaching someone who they could be and while mm-hmm. you're still trying to learn who you are. And so it's the shift of, I know for me, that was kind of like a pivotal time for me that I didn't want my my son to have to go through some of the things that I was going through and some of the challenges that I experienced. So it's interesting that self-discovery can really begin when you're responsible for the life of someone else, when you're responsible for somebody else's life. Totally. Because we, you know, the way I view it is that we're all mirrors for each other and our children mirror us, whether that's good or bad. And, you know, and I saw that and I was like, I don't want to mirror these self-sabotaging behaviors consistently for her. Like I want to choose to show her a different route and I don't want her to have to pick up these same habits. And regardless, like she gets to choose how she views her environment and what happens for her. But I want to be able to try to set the best example that I can for her. I didn't want to pass on those beliefs that I've had. And so that helped me change. For sure. It's something that you said that I want to connect for a minute that I just think that we could we could expound on, but also I want to connect it for the the listeners. You said something about self-sabotage and keeping a promise to yourself. And something that mm-hmm. really processed yeah. for me in this moment is I, I do a lot of like studying on different aspects because one of, you know, the people that I work with is um, self-sabotage. That's one of the areas that people struggle with. And something that connected mm-hmm. with me about keeping a promise is that a lot of times you self-sabotage because you're so used to people not keeping their promise with you that you would rather sever it pro- prior to a promise not being fulfilled. Yep. Oh, totally. Because then it's like that helps you feel like you're the one ending it rather than being rejected or getting let down. Exactly. Or so it makes you feel like you're in control 
when in reality you're just exactly and the thing is if you can't keep a promise with yourself how many other areas are you not keeping a promise and how many other areas are you sabotaging because you don't want to feel you know you don't want to feel the effect of someone letting you down or someone not showing up when that's a part of life you know it's a part of life people can't be everything to you they shouldn't be they shouldn't even be required to so yeah totally so um self-sabotage is really something that is we just say self-sabotage. I think we say that, but we don't realize there's so many different routes to it. If we have, to, mm-hmm. we have to pay attention to those things. And you also said discipline. Um, you know, mm-hmm. when you, when you're disciplined, it requires you to shape up in every aspect that you're, even if you're just focusing on one area. Oh yeah. <laughs> and you know, oh, yeah. you know, when you're working when fit, especially when it comes to health and fitness, when you're disciplined in that area, it's inevitable that it's going to touch every other area of your life. Yes. Well, and I, I love that you're saying that because I think it's how you do one thing is really how yes. you do all things. And people had always, I had, I had heard that statement so many times before, but I was like, no, there's, that's not true. Cause like in some areas of my life, I'm so good and other areas I'm not. But it was like, when I start to really look within, it was, I'm like, I'm not actually as self-disciplined mm-hmm. as I think I am in these areas <laughs> that I feel that I'm good. And when you're able to take that look inside and you can see like, well, why am I allowing myself to not fully show up here? Why am I seeing like the level that I'm putting into this is okay. And it really comes down to like our own belief of what we think is possible for us. And that belief can only change when we start to create habits that are creating discipline and are keeping promises to yourself. And when you're able to do that, you're able to see a different future for yourself because you know what's true for you because you've created the foundation within you and within your mindset that proves true that you like, if I say something, I'm going to do it. I'm going to follow through with it. And that helps you up level your whole life and all that you do because you respect you, you actually trust you, you honor you, you love you. And so you demand that same respect, honor, love and appreciation from everything else outside of you. And that that's in relationships within your children, with your family, with your work, with your business, because you actually trust you and love you. And you know that you're going to follow through with things you expect the same in return. Whereas when we're self-sabotaging, just like you said, like we allow people to disappoint us or to not show up for us or to take advantage of us or cross boundaries or we don't create boundaries because we don't feel like we're deserving of it because we can't even keep our own inner boundaries. And so it's so powerful. And that's a huge process of self-love is to be able to recognize your worth by keeping promises that you make to yourself. That's really good that you said that because I want to kind of turn a little bit because we defining self-love is so important because I think in a world that makes, um, you know, things popular because, you know, celebrities are talking (laughs) about it, for example, you know, mental health has become trendy because, you know, people are talking about not realizing it's a very important thing. And I believe every person in the world should go through therapy. Um, I I think that's like really important um, for people to kind of process because trauma happens. And when trauma happens, it affects you in ways that you, that you yourself don't realize how it's being translated into your actions or behaviors in life. And so, That's one aspect, but I think, you know, this whole self-care Saturday, self-care Sunday, it's great. I I love it. Um, I really do love it. And I really think it's important, but I want people to understand that self-love is a state of mind and not something that you do. It's not the massage that you get on Saturday morning. It's not the mimosas Mm -hmm. that you have with friends at brunch. All of those things are great. 
but you can yep. not love yourself and drink that mimosa. <laughs> oh, 100%. <laughs> right? And you're probably going to drink more because you don't love yourself, Exactly. Uh, you know, it's self-love is not, oh, I'm going to take a bubble bath yep. and I'm going to paint my nails. I'm going to get a pedicure. Mm-hmm. That's self-care. And I think that's important to show the difference in that, that self-love is truly a mindset. And that's why I say I'm a self-love plus mindset coach, because the only way to gain self-love is to change the mindset that you first had that made you For not sure. love yourself. And it's by recognizing like, what do I believe to be true about me? What do I, what do I, what's the thoughts that are constantly on repeat in my head? Are they loving for me? Are they empowering to me? Do they speak kind to me? And I do this exercise with my clients where I'll have them write down three of the things that they often are saying to themselves that are mean to themselves. Like if you look in the mirror and you're like, oh, I hate my hips or I hate my body or you know what? I can never start this business because I'm not smart enough. I'm not intelligent enough. I'm not a good mom. I'm not patient. I'm not a good wife. You know, I'm not, I'm not attractive, whatever it may be. I'll have them write down these things and then I'll say, and I, I, I do group coaching often. And so I'll be like, okay, now, you know, Bob, I want you, or we'll say Sam, I'm with <laughs> girls. Um, Sam, I want you to say the three things that you wrote down. I want you to say them to Stephanie as if you're speaking to her just like that. And you, and it's the yep. same emotion every time they'll be like, Oh no, I don't want to say that. I, I don't want to say what I wrote down. And I don't, I don't let them know they're going to have to say this out loud. Yeah. They're being very honest with what they're writing down. And this, they'll start to cry and it's the same emotion. I'm like, okay, talk to me. Like, why are you emotional? And it helps them start to pick up. Like, I would never say these things yep. to anybody else ever, ever. So why am I saying this to myself? And that becomes the first process of, of awareness is recognizing, like, how do you really think about yourself? What is actually happening in your brain? How, cause we're just on autopilot so often and we don't recognize like the thoughts, like you could be driving down the road and you see a tree and you're just like, oh, I'm stupid, fat and ugly. Yep. You don't even recognize that those thoughts are popping up or what even triggered that thought. And so recognizing how often these are being said to yourself because I could tell you all day long, you're powerful, you're beautiful, Brittany, like you can do all the things you want to do. If you, whatever you want to have, you can have. But if you don't truly Definitely. believe that, it's going in one ear and out the other. So it's laying the foundation through what you believe and through your mindset. And that is self-love is changing the way that you think. And Albert Einstein has a quote about that, that we can't change our lives with the same mindset we yeah. created it first in. So like we have to be able to upgrade and up level our thinking of ourselves in order to see our best self. And then you are able to see more for yourself. So that's what I believe to be true about self-love is that it starts in your mind. And then that becomes the foundation to building the powerhouse that you are. And the second step is recognizing like, what are my habits? Because my habits are forming how I believe to be true about me. Like all of our experiences shape our reality. So if our experiences are always that we don't follow through with something or you start a book, but you can't finish it, you start a diet, but you don't see it through, you say you're going to do something, you don't do it. What that's telling your mind is like, oh, I'm not someone with integrity. I'm not someone who keeps their word. I'm not someone who can accomplish hard things. And so by changing that through habits of habits of, hey, today I'm going to keep a promise to myself, big or small. And then that changes how your mind believes to be true for you. And it opens up a new gateway and you can rewire your level of thinking and your brain. And that helps you see like, oh, no, I am powerful. I am strong. I can keep promises to myself. I am committed because I just did this today. And that's helping me see what I can do tomorrow. So that helps lay that. And then it's just through that repetition of it, because how we've learned to think about ourselves now is just through repetition. So you can change that through power of affirmations and, you know, creating routines for yourself that help you with that. So you mentioned, you know, obviously we keep talking about the mindset and it's a state of mind. And you mentioned just about um, that exercise that you do. 
about, you know, how you speak to mm-hmm. yourself. And it's something, it's funny. Um, my son plays uh, basketball. And so when cool. he is uh, on the court, I can always tell when his mind shifts. And I mm-hmm. will kind of like either, you know, if he comes back to the side or if I see him as he's going to halftime, I'll say, be nice to yourself. Mm-hmm. It's just a reminder, be that. nice to yourself. And so I got into the habit of also using that with clients, also using that with friends is be nice to yourself because we have a tendency to be very mean and very harsh with mm-hmm. ourselves because no one is listening. No one, no one knows what's going yep. on. And also research says that we have anywhere between 12,000 and 60,000 thoughts a day, right? But get this, yep. 85% yep. of them are negative. Oh yeah. On re- on repeat. Yes. And I was just All about to say that 95% of those thoughts are on repeat. So, yeah. And it's becoming aware of like, what's, what's repeatedly being told to yeah. me by myself in my head. And once, once you can become aware of it, it be, kind of becomes alarming. Cause you're like, Oh my God, like where did that yep. thought even come from? Like, why would I, why am I believing that? And that's where the awareness comes. And I call that like the awakening because then you're starting to awaken yourself to recognizing like are this is this really true like why do I believe this where does this thought stemming from and those are truly like the weeds that you have to learn how to pluck and that's an ever-growing process that it doesn't it's not like you just find (laughs) yeah okay cool I love myself now like great like my garden's awesome like it's you go through seasons just like just like a garden like you have to replant reharvest every single season right and like you grow it you blossom it you water it And it's the same thing through your daily practices of loving yourself and honoring yourself and speaking kind to yourself. And, and that goes into everything that we do. And, and and like, even, you know, just even like before like a podcast, like, do you speak mean to yourself on, or do you recognize like, Oh, I'm not ready for this. Oh, I'm not prepared. Like, Oh, I'm not smart enough. Like we don't recognize some of these thoughts that just automatically show up for us. And then that, that comes into our body language. We can hold on to anger and shame in, in our body with that. We don't fully allow ourselves to be seen. But ultimately, we're all craving to be seen for the value that we have within us and like our automatic gifts that are innately given to us. But if we can't allow ourselves to believe that we have that gift and that we can see that, we'll never be able to fully shine as we were created to shine and connect as we were created to connect. And so that's the biggest part of self-love. And I I teach people to allow themselves to see themselves by recognizing the thoughts and then changing those thoughts to see what they want to see in themselves, the beauty in themselves and not physical beauty, yeah. but like allowing your soul to align, like who you really are. And that thought you know? process really helps when you're going through the different transitions of the seasons, right? Because as you yeah. go through, and we talked about earlier before we started, you know, recording the different transitions and seasons, you, you, you're focused on one aspect and then you're like, okay, good. I've been on this for however long, six, nine months, two years, whatever. I feel really good. Now yeah. I'm able to walk outside with no makeup, right? Because I feel beauty yep. within me that I don't have to put on beauty, right? So I'm really good. Mm, and then yeah. you're like sideswiped. By <laughs> yeah, sideswiped by. Hold on, I'm insecure about something else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, wait, I thought I loved myself. Like, what the hell? Where is coming from? And it is just that. Like, it's it's once you the like I like to think of it this way is that with every new level of you, there's a new sure. level of you. So there's like a devil you're going to have to fight for every next level you want to get to, and you're going to think like, oh my gosh, like I got made it. Like, I love myself. <laughs> right. I'm so confident now. 
And that's great. And that confidence is there. But then that, that confidence is what's also going to help you fight that next devil in that next level. And that you have to require that first level of confidence to get to the next level. It's just kind of like a game that we're playing. Like you have to you have to get your armor, so to say, to know, like, I've made this before. I'm resilient. I've I've gone through this. I've found worthiness within myself. I've connected. I've been able to establish this so I know I can do it again. And that becomes like the win that we have to know that is true for us because that helps us to get to that next level yet again. And there's always going to be another level. And like a new insecurity may show up for you as life changes. Like, like right now, how many moms are now having to be homeschool moms and teachers? And that brings a whole new level of like for motherhood sure. and awareness and like insecurity. Like, can I do this? Is my kid going to be good enough? Like, am I going to, I don't even know how to add 27 <laughs> times 27. Right. Can I teach my kid math? Like, you know? And, and like, am I patient enough? And so then that becomes like this new wave. And that's what life is, is like, it's just constantly adapting to things that are going for you. And instead of seeing this is like, oh my gosh, another thing I have to grow in. Like, I thought I was good. It's like, wow, I get to see that I've grown yet again. And what a beautiful opportunity it is in front of me to grow even more in love with me and in love with this process. And I get to trust this process and I get to gain more through this. And I think what we gain through it is empathy. We gain, um, you know, grace within ourselves and grace for others. Because when we get to experience it and we get to come out the other side of it, then we're able to help someone else through that same journey of whatever that experience was for us. And then we get to serve in that way. And that's the beauty of it. And Brene Brown says that you can't hate something close up. And I think that that's what we have to go through is we have to get close up within ourselves so we can't hate it and we can't you know, judge it and we can't put shame on it. We just get to see it for what it is. And that's where you get to level up. Yeah. So, to say. so when I started my self-discovery journey, um, when I was probably like, I would say for real, for real, <laughs> when I was like 21. And so I went yeah. through this whole journey and going through the different seasons and dealing with certain aspects of my life. And I remember, um, you know, I'm feeling really good. I was probably like 28. Um, no, it's probably like 26, feeling really good. Like, oh, I feel empowered. I really love myself. And then um, the biggest thing that the biggest, like you said, as far as, you know, with levels, you get a new devil, right? So my yep. new devil at 26, 27 was um, me being a single mom. Mm. And because, you know, I come from, I come from a family where two-parent household, pastors and all of that great yeah. stuff. And I was also, I'm also the youngest of 11. So here it is at the time that I got pregnant, three of my siblings hadn't had any children. So here it is. I'm the youngest. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you deal with all of the shame and guilt and the certain, you know, because, right. you know, my family was great. My father was phenomenal. I really thought that my father would, you know, kind of be the typical cast out, but he was the total opposite. Um, so going through that process, but it wasn't until I was 20 like 26, 27, that I realized how heavy I was carrying it like a handicap. And mm. it wasn't until five years ago when I turned probably like a little bit before 30 or maybe a little bit after 30 um, that I it was no longer a handicap for me. But that was the biggest thing that I had to probably overcome out of all of the things that I confronted from 21 to 26, 27, that yeah. was probably the biggest thing because it was in every decision I made about my son. I would make guilty. I would yeah. make guilty decisions. I would spoil him when he needed to be disciplined. <laughs> you know, there's certain, you know, yeah. there's certain things that, or I would feel like I had to overcompensate, even though I was really, you know, successful from a corporate standpoint before a long time, I didn't have my degree. 
And so mm-hmm. I felt like I had to overcompensate for certain things because I'm a single mom or I couldn't show up like everybody else because I'm a single mom. Right. So if there's oh, these yeah. things that you have, so there's some devils that are like massively huge to you that it takes some time yep. to get over. What would you say would, would be your biggest devil that you had to overcome? Oh, I, I love that. Thanks for sharing that. Just being vulnerable with that. So powerful. Cause there's, I myself am a single mom. So I totally resonate with that. And I get that. And I came from a same similar upbringing, very religious. And, um, when I got divorced, there was like a lot of shame yeah. around that. And it, you know, and it, that was a healing process that I definitely had to go through. Um, and you know, for me, I would say the biggest part of my journey was, getting divorced was going through that because I had to learn how to speak Mm -hmm. my truth. I had to, um, and ultimately one of my biggest ways I self-sabotage prior to our divorce was I ended up having an emotional affair and there was so much shame with that. And there's so much guilt with that. And I hated myself for that. Um, I had to learn how to see what, what, why that really happened and what was really going on there within myself. And my dad had had multiple affairs on my mom. And so when this was happening, I was like, how am I, how am I okay with this? How did I choose? Right. How did I get mm-hmm. here? Um, cause I had seen both sides of it, you know, and that's what actually woke me up was that, that I, one day I just, just I'm like, I, I am not this person. This is not who I choose to be. And I, I get to choose to be something else. And that was the day that it ended. And me and my husband at the time started going to therapy the next day. And, um, and he was really great. And we, we really tried to work it out and heal from that. And what he taught me was the power mm. of forgiveness. And um, that became a beautiful lesson for me because him forgiving me helped me forgive my dad. And it helped me connect to my dad. And it helped me see that we're all human. And it helped me to not have all this anger and animosity towards yeah. other people and to be able to see people for who they are and to recognize that we also all have needs and that it's important that we're aware of what those are and how to speak our truth in that and how to really truly communicate. And, but then what happened was that it stopped me from really telling my story um, because I was so afraid of, I'm like, if I tell people that I had an emotional affair, people are never going to want to coach with me. They're never going to want to work with me. They're going to think I'm a terrible person. They're not going to be able to see the other side of me. And so I hid it for a long time and I had to really work through that. And I had a coach who really helped me to say, you know, Stephanie, this is the part of your story that you set yourself free from. And this is where you get to help other women who have gone through the same pattern of behavior. You get to help them see and you get to help them remove the shame and the guilt so they can actually sure. be free. And that um, there's still times where that still yeah. comes up for me and that still become a part where I make a decision or where I don't fully check into my intuition or like, oh, I, oh, I don't want to tell this person this because maybe, you know, like they're going to judge me for it. And I really just had to learn how to step into that and instead be like that. That was a season of me that doesn't define who I am. That was one moment within me. And just like any season, like we get to grow and we get to learn. And that was a really hard learning season for me. But that season really taught me who I want to be. And that season taught me to become integral and what integrity actually is and how to really show up in a relationship and what that means and how to speak your truth and how to honor other people. 
And um, I was really afraid to because I, I coach women and I was like, what women is going to like, there's that the code of rule of women. Like, you don't. Do <laughs> right. That. Like, yeah. Just, you know, like I broke the rule. <laughs> I broke the code of like, oh, right. Codes. And so who's going to trust me and know what's been so powerful is that every time I tell that story, um, there's always someone in the room who is going through that same moment and they need to see that there's a, a way out. They need to see that there was another side of it, that they get to choose the story. They get to choose what happens. They get to choose how that shame makes them show up because that shame made me um, turn into a, a terrible eating disorder, turn into a shopping disorder, turn into all these things because I was trying to find my worth outside of it rather than just step into it and own yeah. my story. And when I was able to do that, that healed me and set me free. And um, that's ultimately. <laughs> to help other people through yeah, that. Yeah, you know, I, I always say um, transparency heals. And I, mm. I, I'm a firm believer of that. And that's why, you know, a lot of my friends are like, Brittany, why do you share so much? Because I'm always like, because mm-hmm. there's somebody else like me out there. So if I don't share it, yep. then we don't get to confirm and affirm for them that you're not alone. Mm. And so, yes, right, confirm. so it's... It's a matter of if I'm transparent, if I can, because there's times that I've told my story and I wasn't quite over it, right? But I I have to be honest about it because if I hold it in, that's the one thing, that's probably one of the first things that I had to do for myself in the beginning of my own self-discovery, self-love journey is um, like really owning the fact that if if I hold this inside, I'm literally using my capacity to keep me in jail. I'm using. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we do. We shock Yeah, because we, we, all of this capacity, you know, they even talk about the brain, like how we're really only using like two or 3% of our brain, like the actual function of our brain. Yeah. And so if I'm tapping out my capacity, all of my skills, my talents, my love, my, my ability to, you know, um, to comfort people, all of this stuff that I can offer the world. If I'm using my capacity to hide and to keep myself in bondage, I'm literally not just doing myself a disservice. I'm doing every single thing that is connected to me Mm -hmm. because I always say, um, I also say rather is you are the only thing that goes everywhere with you. You may leave your keys at home. You may leave your phone in the car. Your purse gets left at a store because you forgot it in the dressing room, whatever the case. But you, (laughs) you are the only thing that you go into business deals. You go into the store, you cook with, you go into relationships with, you go spend money. Like that's the only thing. So if you don't take care of her or him, you're literally Mm -hmm. not taking care of your business as a whole. And it's sometimes, you know what I'm saying? It's sometimes so challenging because like you said, we all have story, not just one story. We all have stories that we don't want to necessarily share because we feel like people are going to look at us differently. And it does the very opposite. And I mean, you know it for sure that it does the opposite. People are like, oh, you went through that? (laughs) Oh, okay. Now I I get to be myself. Now I get to be free. And then actually, I'm sure you find this with your clients as well, that they actually share more. 
Oh, absolutely. Because it, it, it creates a safe space. You're creating a container to be like, hey, I see you for all that you are, not for the season that you may have been or that you are in. I see yeah. you outside of that. I'm allowing you to be vulnerable here because I'm also going to be vulnerable with you. And when we share that part of our story, we help heal not only ourselves every time, sure. but other people, like you said, like it becomes you set the stage and you give people permission to go there and to allow themselves to visit those emotions and the story or whatever they're holding, whatever yeah. that secret is, because that they're, that's like you said, you're just shackling yourself to saying like this, this limits me, this becomes a limiting belief about me. And this is what's true for me. And that keeps you in the shame cycle because you're saying I am this. I used to say like, I am a person who, who had an affair. I'm this rather than like this for was sure. a season of me. And like I, you let go of that guilt and that shame. And that helps your brain see a different part of you. And it helps it because the way I guess, like, I love it. You're talking about how our brains work and it's like this big, massive puzzle piece. And if we're constantly saying, oh, I'm a terrible person. I made this mistake. I am this. Your brain goes and finds every puzzle piece. <gasps> That's so good. To try to yeah. Make that and it builds the puzzle. Right. And so like whatever, whatever that outside layer of that puzzle is that you're building, it's filling in the rest of the spots. And so we want to make sure we're, we're, we're building a true foundation that is not built out of guilt and shame, because like you said, that's how we make our decisions. That becomes the forefront of what we think is true for us. So that could be like, hey, I, I'm not going to go for this promotion or this business or start a business or go on this date or, yeah. you know, start doing this, whatever it may be, because you're like, I, I am this, I am this person who made this mistake. So I'm not worthy. And you don't recognize that that's how you're making every decision based on that because that's the puzzle pieces you're telling your brain to go find for you and so when you start to chisel away that and you start to make a new outline of the puzzle piece that you want your brain also goes and finds all those new facts for you and it actually helps you find the gift and see the yes. story differently and so like when I said like my mistake became my awakening it helped me choose who I want who I wanted to be so I no longer see this as oh I am this mistake. I say, what a beautiful opportunity that I was able to see the power of forgiveness. I was able to recognize who I want to be through this. I was able to recognize what integrity means to me. And that became a rule that I live by, became a pillar within me. And it literally shifted everything about me. And it made me show up completely differently. And that's the gift in that. And that's where I'm able to recognize and see that differently. And my brain now now makes a different yeah. puzzle from it. So it's powerful. It also, uh, it also puts you in a position to find solutions when you remove yes. that sense of um, like ownership, like this is me. Um, so like even yes. with, you know, when you were talking about just the word choices that we use, I am or my anxiety or my, no, it's, it's just anxiety. That's it. You're having an yep. anxious or a moment of anxiety. Um, there's times that I deal yep. with, um, that I deal with depression and that I can have depressive moments. Right. And I'm, I've, I've coined it as that because they're only moments. I, I there has yes. they have an expiration date on it because I put one mm. on it. There we you know yes. there isn't we don't we don't just let it ride out and whenever it's over <laughs> it's over. No. We have 24 yeah. hours, we have 48 hours whatever it is and then now we're back at it because we got things to do. And it doesn't and it doesn't Amen. mean that you don't feel the pain or whatever it is, because I'm definitely a firm believer of, you know, you need to feel every emotion that is attached to something that has happened to you or something that you're going yes. through. However, don't stay there. And so, oh, yeah. you know, so find the solution. Um, it puts you in a position where you find the solutions for whatever it is that you are aware of or that you feel versus taking ownership. Because when you take ownership of, of something, 
especially from a negative standpoint, you feel like you have, you have to deal with it. Like I have to Mm -hmm. overcome this by myself. When you say, Hey, I have, I, I feel like I'm dealing with anxiety more frequently than maybe is normal or more often, let's say not normal, but more often, right? Yeah. It puts you in a place yeah. that now your brain begins to discover, well, why? Why are you dealing with anxiety? And then now it's mm-hmm. like, well, okay, well, because this, this, and this is happening. Well, why does that? It's almost like it takes you on this place of, like you just said, now you begin to find different puzzle pieces that solve yes. the problem or solve the awareness of something that is hindering your best you coming out, right? Absolutely. Well, and like, I love that you're help, like bringing that to the surface of just getting curious about, well, why do I, yeah. why am I having this moment? What's going on here? Because all the answers For are sure. already within us. Everything that we need is already within us, but we can't find that if we don't get curious enough to look within. And when we look outside, we're looking for someone else to validate us and tell us what to do rather than being in tune with our intuition and asking ourselves Agreed. what's going on there. And then you can stay there. That doesn't mean you have to go to the home. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, I'm, I'm depressed. I have to stay here. Like you can pull in the driveway and yep. pull right back out. Like we all know how to make a U-turn. Okay. You, you know how to do like a yeah. California stop. And you can do that. And you don't have to stay there forever. But you do have to feel that in order to move on from it. Because out of darkness comes light. And when we're able to be like, okay, like that's what this is. And I don't want to experience this feeling anymore. What's the experience? That, what's the feeling I really want to experience? But you don't know that until you've experienced something you don't want to have. And so when we're able to visit that and sit in that moment and allow that sting and that, like, even like in parenting, like you don't always want to have to experience sure. your kid. Like it's so much easier to love them. But when you're in that experience with them and you sit in that sting with them, growth happens, opportunity happens, and they get to see that within themselves. And that's the same thing like in the gym. Like nobody wants to sit there and hold a squat like <laughs> yeah. 10 minutes, you know, but when you do it and you feel the burn, you're like, oh gosh, I don't know if I can do this. And you push yourself through it and you start to feel the burn and the muscle. And you're like, okay, I can do this. I can experience this. Like the pain is worth it, but you have to be able to sit into that sting, sit into that moment and know it's not lasting forever. You can be here for 30 seconds. You got this. When you can do that, you can see the other side of it. And that also creates self-worth in you and self-love in you and self-belief in you because you saw something through, you finished it. You sat in that moment. You didn't run from it. You didn't distract from it. You were there in it. And that's where growth happens. That's where opportunity happens. That's where self-belief happens. And that's where, you know, self-love is born and created and we get to do it as much as we Agreed. Want. So we, we know that, you know, self-love, self-discovery doesn't have a timestamp <laughs> as we, yes. as we would yes. love for it to have a timestamp. <laughs> I would love that. I'd love to be like, you know what guys, I'm totally done. Like I found self-love and it's great. I'm totally good. It's like, no, that's, it's, that's just not the case. And anybody who says otherwise, they're not being they're honest. Just, they're not. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, they're not, you know? And that's okay. Love them from <laughs> exactly. Afar and help them, you know, they'll be in their season soon. And it's just recognizing that, like, I mean, and the world, like we see the world changing all the time, right? Seasons change for us with every season. And that's the same thing for us. Like you're going to find confidence in one area and self-love in another and, then you're going to ebb and flow in that. And your life may change. Your body may change. Your jobs are going to change. New things are going to change. So it's just being aware of, of that and knowing that giving yourself grace throughout sure. that whole process. So definitely we got to leave them with practical things to do because sometimes, you know, when you're talking through different concepts and things, um, it, it, it can be overwhelming, especially to someone who's in the, like the heat of it. 
right? So it's almost yeah. like, okay, so yeah. what do I do? Okay, you tell me to feel the emotion. What does that look like, right? So leave yeah. them with like, you know, two to three or three to five practical things that they can do on their journey in self-love, self-discovery. Yeah, I love that. And I love making it practical. So for me, I like to ask, like, you know, what is the feeling that you're currently experiencing? And are you able to like, give me as many words as you can to define that? Because oftentimes, we're not sure what that actual emotion is we're like, oh, I just feel anger, or I feel sadness, I feel yeah. betrayal, I feel whatever. So like, tap into what that feeling is. So that way, you can recognize it. And then if we can recognize something, and we can be aware of something, then we can move, move with it or move out of it. And I love movement. So like, if we stay still in something, then we just build a home out of it. it becomes like a cancer within inside of us. So move that feeling. Like you don't have to live in that. So actually like move your body too. Like if that starts to come up for you, go on a walk, go move, go move around, dance, yep. have a dance party. Like you can literally change what's happening inside your mindset and like shock your brain by just movement. Um, and also like journal, like allowing yourself to write it, to invite it or write it to heal from it. So if you're going through something like most often people are numbing themselves and not allowing themselves to experience the actual thing that's happening. So I invite you then to journal about it, like just free flow. Nobody else is going to read it. And like, don't stop yourself from actually writing down what you're yeah. really experiencing or what's really happening for you. And like, you could do like a release letter if you want to, too, if you're in like a real, if you're in the heat of it and you are just so angry or so sad or so upset allow yourself to release it on paper and then go burn that. And I invite anybody to do that. You can do that as many times as you want. Like it's so powerful and so healing when you're able just to release it and be like, I'm not giving this any more power over me because we get to choose what has power over us and not. And so when you can do that, it's so powerful with that. And then recognize like, you know, what triggers you to have these certain emotions come up for you more often by working backwards, like asking yourself the why like five times. And that will help you see like, oh, is it the environment? Is it certain people? Is it certain thoughts? Is it certain, you know, whatever it may be for you, whatever that story is that's happening, that can help you to trace the root of that weed. And then you can actually break free from that. And that helps to move beyond that. And then just really practicing habits. So I, I believe that you don't ever stop a habit. You just exchange a mm. habit for a habit. So in order mm. to level up, you just got to level up your habits. If you want to find self-love, it has to be a practice. So, you know, every day affirm to yourself things that help you love you. Like rather than saying bad things, you talk about your mindset. So really grow your mindset. Like ask yourself, what am I consuming that helps me love me and grow my mind? Like, and by consuming that, like the thoughts that you're thinking, the way that you speak to yourself, the way that others speak to you, the kind of music you listen to, the TV that you watch, the books that you read, the podcasts that you listen to, all of that is creating what's true for you in your mind. So let go of like, if you're just watching the Kardashians all day, of course, you're going to be <laughs> yeah. comparing yourself. Like, how is that helping you? So let go of that. Like, th that does not serve you. And so ask yourself, like, is this loving for me? Does this serve me? Does this empower me? Does this help me see the best in me? If not, like create that boundary for yourself to let that go. And so you can exchange that habit. For me, I gave up TV because I wanted to, I wanted to honor my word to myself. And I would always make up these excuses as to why I couldn't go to the gym. But yet somehow I could be at home watching TV and mad at myself over the whole hour I'm watching an episode on Netflix of why I couldn't go to the gym. So instead recognize like, oh, like I can let go of this so I can do something that makes me love me, makes me honor me, makes me proud of me. And that, keep, that helps me keep a promise to me. So applying those steps of like, you know, what habits do you want to have? What affirm your everything every single day. So like use the power of affirmation, recognize what your thoughts are. What are you truly consuming? Is that loving for you? Is that empowering for you? 
and then free flow of journal. And then like the people that you're around in your environment, like help grow your mind, help you grow the garden that you want to grow. That's just like anyone that has a farm, like or a harvest, you know, they have to have everybody working it and making it, they're watering it, they're nourishing it. Same thing with you, like water and nourish your garden for you to love you and to feel empowered for you by all the things that you Yeah, doing. those, yeah, those are really great. So I'm just going to recall them back. Words, find out, discover your, mm-hmm. discover your emotions, your feelings, write them out. Definitely get moving. Um, definitely get moving, reveal. Um, I'm sorry. I love the fact that you said with journaling, it either reveals or heals. So you're either doing it to, I love that. So journaling, I'm, I, I'm a firm, firm believer of journaling, um, release letter. I actually just spoke to a client two days ago to release, to do a release letter. So I, I love that. Um, also, uh, recognizing your habits, exchanging your habits, asking yourself why these are all practical things that you can do that cost no money. Yes, (laughs) they are free 99. And a lot of times we feel like we have to do this. We have to do that. We have to buy this. We have to, it it doesn't, you don't have to. And I, you know, I say this reluctantly because I love a good journal. I love going to the store to to go pick (laughs) out a journal because I feel like this is going to take me to wherever I need to go. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Right? However, you don't have to spend $14.99 to start writing on a piece of paper or take your phone and you can put a password over your notes. So if you're concerned about it being seen, um, you know, that's, that was something that I dealt with in my earlier teens is that because my mom saw my journal when I was like 12 and she made me read, read something out loud that up until I was 22, I used to hide my journals. So, yeah, I, so I forget, but I'm, I'm no longer that way. If you read it, if you really wanted to know what, <laughs> what was going on, just, just read yeah, it. Right? But, you know, if you have to put a password on, you know, on your phone or on certain things, you can do that. But none of, there isn't anything that Stephanie just listed that it cost you, but you will gain yeah. so much by just implementing these practical things into your daily, Absolutely. your daily life. So Stephanie, oh, go ahead. And the Sorry, I would like just add one last thing is just find gratitude every day. Just like acknowledge yourself, like celebrate yourself and find gratitude in something yeah. for you and something around you and then something you want to be grateful for. Like gratitude ultimately changes your attitude and it aligns you. And that would be the last practice. Pra- and that's free. Yeah. And that also creates like so much love within you. And it's a, it's a pay it forward. Like it's a domino effect. It releases serotonin. It's the happy drug yeah. within you. And so finding gratitude and making that a practice will also help you shift the way you see and it, everything. And like you just said, it shifts. It's a mindset. Self-love is not yes. all of the things outside of you. It is everything within you. And so all of these yes. things that are practical are going to begin. You're going to begin to see not just yourself um, differently, but you're going to begin to see people differently. And it was something you said earlier about just learning um, forgiveness. And I wrote down that forgiveness, not only, you know, they always say forgiveness is for you, not for the other person, which is so true. It is very true. But also what it does from a from a mindset standpoint is it limits your grace for other people. Like people yep. can't mess up. <laughs> because yep. you know yeah. like they can't mess up because if something if trauma or something happened over here and you're dealing with unforgiveness in this area it's almost like no one can't do any wrong whether it's your children whether it's your parents yep. whether it's the you know the person that maybe looked down at their phone or turned on the ac but they cut you off by accident no one <laughs> 
no one gets yeah. to do any wrong because you're holding unforgiveness over here. And so, you know, if you find yourself, I, I don't I just feel need, need to say this. If you're listening to this and you find yourself always griping at someone or always upset with someone, or you feel like someone's always disappointing you, I would, I'm going to use your word. I would invite you to think about the mm-hmm. fact that you might be holding unforgiveness in a certain area of your life. And so take a moment to just look at, to kind of do a roll call um, or an assessment of your life in different situations that have happened that you might be holding unforgiveness and you're taking it out in other areas that have nothing to do with that particular source. So Stephanie, I appreciate you so much taking the time um, out of your busy schedule and just talking with me. We've never met before and we just chatted it up like we've known each other. And so I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you. Thanks for this has been awesome. Just like you said, like, I feel like I know you. I'm like on the same frequency sure. right now. We are riding out the wave and I just love what you're all about. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, definitely. You have to, you can't leave without telling them how to find you, um, what you offer and all of that good stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. So follow me on Instagram. That's definitely the best way to reach out to me. It's Steph Iliff, S-T-E-F-I-L-I-F-F. Um, and there I offer tons of things, all those opportunities for you to work with me on there too. My website is coachingwithstephstef.com. And on there, I have a free affirmation guide that you can go download and a free journal that you can download. So again, free, you just have to go print it or you can make it like an e-print, however you want that. And then I have a free self-love quiz that you can also go and take. And if you take the time to fill that out, I offer a 30 minute free coaching call that goes along with that. And that's just like really help you just find out like what's my level of self-love right now? What's my level of awareness right now? And then, you know, where's the most out of balance place that I feel? And then I can help bring bring you some value with that. And I offer group coaching that's every single month. It's a four week long coaching process. Uh, Step one is understanding what your mindset is, like what you actually think to be true for you and what you believe. Step two is understanding how to create self-discipline and how to create the habits that you want to have. Step three is recognizing how shame and guilt stop you. So how you can let go of that and how you can find self-acceptance. And then the last step is stepping into you fully and radically loving exactly who you are authentically and just being able to shine as you. And so if that interests you or speaks to you, you can go ahead and go on my website and again, fill out my self-love quiz. And then we can chat more about how that opportunity can work for you. Thanks for listening to another episode of Grilled Cheese and Rosé. If this is your first time with me, you can find me on social media at Meet Brittany Nicole, and you can visit my website, meetbrittanynicole.me. I'm giving away free stuff every single week. All you have to do is go to my website, meetbrittanynicole.me, click on the link that says free stuff, type in your name and your email address, and you're in there. From there, I'm going to send you free stuff every single week. So be sure to share this episode and subscribe if you haven't already. And as always, love and evolution.